Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is Episode 66. I have entitled this episode, Bliss Busters. Who are you going to call? This episode was inspired by a lecture that I attended last week. It was part of continuing education. Every year I've got to go back and take so many classes in order to renew my license to practice. One of the courses had to do with endorphins. And it got me thinking about how miraculously made our bodies really are. Endorphins are the body's natural painkillers. Our body naturally produces hormones that are released by the hypothalamus and the pituitary glands in response to stress or pain. And I just think that's amazing that the way the body is designed is to have a system that's built into it to counteract even stress and pain. And it made me think about what would happen if we took measures to work with our body to create more endorphins and taking it a step further, what if we decided to stop doing some of the things that we do that deplete our bodies of endorphins? Adopting a three-prong approach to life in this manner could propel us forward beyond survival into truly thriving. And that's what I want to talk about today, how we can do that. So let's take a dive inside the Visionarium and focus on bliss and bliss busters. Endorphins are our body's natural painkillers. Our body produces and releases endorphins into our bloodstream when we are under stress or in pain. Also, our body releases endorphins when we experience pleasure. The name of these hormones come from the fact that they are endogenous, meaning that they're made inside the body. And then the morphine part refers to the opioid-like quality, the pain-killing quality that these hormones produce, thus the name endorphins. That's how the name came about. And there are about 20 different types of endorphins. But we don't need to go into all that to understand that we're lucky to have them. They're sometimes called the feel-good hormones because they bring about a sense of pleasure. Many of you may have already heard of the beta endorphins. They're commonly discussed when we're talking about a runner's high, that feeling of exhilaration that we get after we exercise. We also release endorphins when we laugh and when we fall in love or when we have sex or even a delicious meal. These pleasurable experiences cause our bodies to release the pleasure hormone. And the effect of that hormone, that endorphin, is to bring about a sense of well-being. So are there any ways that we can tap into that and do more of the things that cause pleasure in our life, since the pleasure is actually benefiting our health and well-being? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, there are. Exercise, especially at a moderate pace, whether you're walking or just doing some form of aerobic exercise or gardening or just moving about in a continual manner, 
seems to be the best way to release endorphins in the category of exercise. Acupuncture is an effective way to release endorphins because the pressure points that are activated by inserting the fine needles into specific points on the body trigger the release of endorphins. It is especially designed to do that. So acupuncture is really a good way to bring about a rush of endorphins and a feel-good experience. Meditation, because of the breathing that's involved, the brain calms down and your mind relaxes and that eases the perception of pain. So deep breathing exercises release endorphins into your system. Experts believe that endorphins promote the release of certain hormones, oxytocin in particular, that are involved in feelings of love. So the physical contact that comes into play when we make love to someone releases oxytocin, which is a very pleasurable endorphin. Music has a very positive effect on our well-being. When you sing or dance or beat on a drum, you do more than entertain yourself and others. You are releasing a rush of endorphins, which increase our tolerance to pain. And laughter. A good belly laugh can do wonders for your state of mind. Along with releasing endorphins, laughter also alters the levels of serotonin and dopamine in our bloodstream. So laughter is really, really a good way to bring about a more pleasurable, healthy mental state of mind. There's also research to suggest that UV light makes some people feel happy when they spend hours outdoors in the sun. I can vouch for that. You've heard me say that I often start my day with three or four hours in the garden. It just makes me feel so good to be outside and stimulated by the sun and the breeze. And it's just a wonderful way to start the day. And I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that ultraviolet light stimulates the release of beta endorphins in the skin. So we're talking about a three-prone approach to becoming healthier and increasing our well-being. The first prong has to do with what the body does naturally. It creates and releases endorphins into our bloodstream. And these endorphins have a very potent, positive effect on our health. They lessen anxiety. They increase our sense of self-esteem and overall happiness. They improve our immune system, reduce inflammation, which is a leading cause of coronary problems, diabetes, a host of problems inflammation is related to. And it helps our memory and cognitive function. So the body is doing this naturally. In conjunction with that, we can add another tier of protection and well-being by doing the things that I just mentioned. Exercising, massage and acupuncture, meditation, falling in love, having more sex, listening to music, playing music, deep breathing exercises, Making sure that you socialize with people enough to get a laugh in. Go to a comedy show. Getting outside more and soaking in that UV light, which stimulates the release of endorphins in our body. 
And anything else that you know adds to your well-being. Meeting with friends to share good times. So the third prong or tier that we're going to put into effect to work with our body, which is producing endorphins to help control stress and pain, and in response to pleasure, is we're going to look at our behavior and see what are the areas in our life where we can reduce stress, where we can self-regulate our behaviors so that there is less stress to address, and so that the endorphins that are produced by our body are not so easily depleted, putting out fires. So this is some behavior modification that we can do on our end to help bring about that state of bliss that we all really want and need. And since our bodies are doing such a beautiful job producing endorphins to bring about that state of homeostasis when we get stressed, to help us calm down, these are some things that we can do on our end. Now, personally, I love to kiss. And KISS is an acronym for Keep It Simple Sweetheart. I love to keep it simple. I don't like drama, and I don't like being around situations that make me feel like I have to be defensive because it's so dramatic. And what comes to mind right now is a situation that happened last week. I went on a road trip with some friends to see a castle, and it was great. But the guy that was driving on the way back was verbally abusive to me. He was making notes about how to get back. And I said, well, we didn't come in on I-10. And I said it just like that. And he went ballistic. I saw his face turn into the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And he was verbally abusive to the extent that I actually said to him, shh, because the people that were around us were beginning to notice that this man is yelling at this lady. Now, I don't know how many of you remember that I am a survivor of abuse, and a survivor's first reaction when someone speaks and behaves to them that way is defensive. And I felt myself really getting into some feelings about how he was speaking to me. But what I ended up doing was walking away. I walked away, and I am so proud of myself for doing that because it would have been so easy to escalate that situation. But where the situation stands now, I know that this person is emotionally unstable. I know that they are verbally abusive, and I know that they exercise poor judgment, because he was the driver, and the way he was driving was very reckless. He was going 70, 75 miles during the day on the freeway, just an idiot, basically. So I know that I won't have to deal with him anymore because I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm around him. So that's the first thing, knowing what is acceptable and unacceptable behavior for you will eliminate a lot of stress. And in situations like this, where the stress just pops up out of nowhere, being very clear that you are in a situation that is unacceptable will help you walk away. And that reduces the stress right there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is something that Maya Angelou said a long time ago. And again, this is about people 
because a lot of our stressors have to do with people. People, places, and things. And of those three things, people are usually the problem. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. It used to be my pattern to give people a second chance and a third chance and all that. And sometimes I still do, like if it's family or something. But this bozo doesn't mean a thing to me. He is a stranger virtually. So he doesn't get a second chance to get it right with me. I've seen what I need to see, and I believe it. I believe that he is emotionally unstable, unable to regulate his emotions, that he has poor judgment based on the way that he was driving that car at 70, 75 miles an hour in the middle of the day with people in the car with him. And I also know that he is verbally abusive. So I've seen that for myself. I don't need to see that again. The other thing that we need to be willing to do is confront our fears. We talked about fear being an acronym for false evidence appearing real. The scariest part of things is usually in our mind. And it's important for us to move past our fears because our fears can make us procrastinate. We're afraid we won't get it right. We won't get it, do it perfectly. That need for perfection is holding you back and creating stress and keeping you from becoming the person that you were created to be. Nothing beats an effort but a try. And if you're not judging yourself and not allowing anyone else to judge you, and you're keeping it simple and just taking the next right step, you'll soon move past that fear. And that will eliminate a lot of stress. Another thing is to thine own self be true. So often we know what we want to do. We feel it in our gut. I call the language of the gut Gutenese. We speak the language of our gut, but we immediately ignore it. And then we do something else, either because we're trying to please somebody. I don't know why we do it, but we need to be true to ourselves and to honor the fact that we have feelings about a situation and follow that path. We need to get out more. That was the reason that I accepted the invitation for the field trip, and it was the right decision. It was good to be out with people laughing and looking at a castle and just being out in the fresh air and on the road. All of that was really nice. We need to get out of the house more. Get out from in front of the computer screens, the TV, get out into the sun and get some of that vitamin D and fresh air and a different perspective. We need to look at our environment and pick up after ourselves. The visual clutter in our lives creates stress. It reminds us of things that are not done that need to be taken care of. And as far as social media and reality TV is concerned, don't let it take up too much of your time. We spend a great deal of time focusing on other people's lives, and we only have a limited amount of time in our own day. 24 hours is what most of us get. And if you're spending a good deal of that time scrolling on social media, just sitting there, you know, looking at what everybody's posting or streaming one episode after the other of some reality TV show, you're really not living your own life and you're not minding your business. 
If we mind our own business, it truly is a full-time job. If we don't mind our own business, it becomes very stressful because we miss deadlines. We don't open our mail. We don't take our medicine when we should. It's just really a disaster waiting to happen. Forgive and forget. And by forget, what I mean is that little kid saying, forget you, forgot you, never thought about you. I mean, really, that's how I feel about it. I don't forget, okay? I remember what people have done that caused a rift between us. And over time, it becomes less and less part of something I think about altogether. And maybe that's forgetting. But if someone has really gutted me, they're not likely to be a part of my life anymore, ever. It's just too many other paths to take. I believe that it is important as much as possible for us to be right here, right now, in this moment, right now, because that's where the action is. That's where life is. What happened before is gone, and the future has not arrived yet. The only thing we can do and the only place that we can really be is right here and right now. And by taking care of that little pocket, you can eliminate a lot of stress and anxiety. And the last thing that I'll say that we can do is really give some thought to why we are here. Get in touch with what it is that gives you joy, that makes you feel alive, that gets you excited about living. And then do that. Give it your best shot because that'll be good enough. So if we do these things, and you have your own list, look at your list, make a list. This is my list. You know, I'm just sharing with you some of the things that I do on a regular basis that eliminate stress in my life. It works well. If we do that, and if we do the list of things that increase the endorphins in our body and increase that pleasure component... And then we take care of our bodies so that it can continue to be regulated properly to create the endorphins that will relieve the stress when needed and that will respond to the pleasure that we're giving it. I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. And with that, I'd like to bring this episode to a close. So let's swim back up to the surface and take a deep breath. Thank you so much for being here today. It always means the world to me to know that you've taken the time, carved out the space in your day to listen to the Visionarium podcast. I also appreciate the fact that obviously you're still telling your friends about it because our analytics are going up. I look at those numbers and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so excited. In fact, something really cool happened yesterday. I got a DM, a direct message on Twitter. I don't usually even answer DMs, but for some reason I did. And so I want to give a shout out to at Because of This I Weep, who sent me a DM just talking about an issue that had come up in her life. And we went back and forth for a while. And because she was talking about 
toxic people, I said to her, I'd like to share a link with you about this current episode of the Visionarium podcast, because it has to do with how to handle toxic people. And she said to me, I've already heard it. That's why I followed you. And that meant the world to me. I just decide that if I'm going to spend the time talking to you, I'm going to talk to you from my heart. And the fact that she told me that that was the reason that she decided to follow me really touched my heart. So I hope you're having a great day at Because of This I Weep. And I look forward to hearing from you again soon. I will be back next week with another episode. So if you need to reach me in the meantime, my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a website. It is insidethevisionarium.com. And you can send me an email there as well. My email address there is doc at insidethevisionarium.com. So have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.